What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. This message must be read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to remember why they need us. <laughs> the fuck is with this guy? Who is he? I'm your huckleberry. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. So you smart, huh? No. I thought your hair would be bigger. It says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. So, just chill out. You know, drink a 7-Up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering people. You have smoked yourself retarded. It's a big club. And you ain't in it. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight. And then watch the hair come back up again. What is your major malfunction, num nuts? And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters. Again, my favorite night of the week because I get to talk to great people like this. And we're going to kick tonight off with a little George Carlin because it's so fitting for the world right now. Enjoy. That's what Americans do now. They're always willing to trade away a little of their freedom in exchange for the feeling, the illusion of security. What we have now is a completely neurotic population obsessed with security and safety and crime and drugs and cleanliness and hygiene and germs. There's another thing. Germs. Where did this sudden fear of germs come from? in this country. Have you noticed this? The media constantly running stories about all the latest infections, salmonella, E. coli, hantavirus, bird flu, and, and Americans are, they panic easily, so now everybody's running around scrubbing this and spraying that and overcooking their food and repeatedly washing their hands, trying to avoid all contact with germs. It's ridiculous and it goes to ridiculous lengths in prisons. Before they give you a lethal injection, they swab your arm with alcohol. <laughs> That's true. Oh, Carlin's a legend. And, and that's well before the madness of now. But things are crazy right now. We have a great roundtable here. We got coming back for consecutive weeks. I don't think I've ever had that. Is Mr. Ryan Alexander from the Not Us and Friends podcast. What's up, Ryan? Thank you so much for having me, Matt. It was a lot of fun last week. I, I said, you know what? Monday nights, this sounds good. Dude, we love having you, man. And and feel free. Hey, 
don't hesitate to chime in. But in this time, give us your insight. You have such, you do such great work. Like Davey was saying before, the episode you did on the Freemasons, oof, that was gold. Yeah, thank you. It was a bit weird. It's, um, you could tell he wasn't giving me straight answers. So I just kept firing questions, just as many questions as I can. And he's circling around it. And I'm very excited to do another one with him too. For oh, sure. Did you ask him all the right questions? And that's definitely an episode that could be listened to like multiple times and catch thing other things like every time you listen, you know? I had to listen to it too a couple times as well. Oh, dude. Well, thank you for joining us. And and my friend, Davey Wavy. It's been too long, my man, from the Red Pill Cartel. How's it going, brother? It's going good, man. Just uh, you know, I got a couple weeks off, so I just started pumping out fucking content and uh just enjoying myself, man. It's been great. Dude, you're putting up uh, Dean numbers right now. <laughs> almost a, almost an episode a day lately. It's crazy. Yeah, like I try to like not put it out as soon as I record it because that's usually what I do. So I'm sitting there waiting to pull the trigger, and I'm like, eh, I think it's a good time. Boom. So nice. but it's just it's super fun, man. I just love doing this. Hey, well, welcome aboard. Monday night. Thanks Master again. Debaters. Thanks again, man. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Can't wait. Ron from New England of the Wicked Planet podcast. How goes it, my friends? It's going good. Going good. Thanks for having me on the Monday Night Master Debaters once again. Always enjoy this show and the company. Of course. How's it, how's it going in New Hampshire? Well, it's a little soggy right now. It, uh, you know, we got hit with a couple of days of 80 degree oh. weather there a couple of weeks ago, and that was pretty nice. And then uh, cool back off, but at least the snow is gone. Snow's been gone now officially for a week and a half, which is, I'm pretty happy about that. But now we're getting the April showers that are famous in New Hampshire. So it's, uh, it's pretty soggy out there. It's going to rain all week, but hopefully after that, Things will dry up and we can start going to town. Excellent. Well, welcome, my friend. And the artist formerly known as Ryan, he will be known as Dean tonight to avoid confusion. <laughs> What's I think up, that Ryan? just makes sense. It just makes sense. Uh, <laughs> not much, man. I'm uh, just excited for another chat. And uh, Mondays are awesome, dude. I get to record the new show and then this one right after. So thanks for another uh, you know, fun Monday evening. Dude, I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah, we we start Little League tomorrow, so spring is officially here. My son has his first game, so I'm excited about that, but let's get nice. to business here. The weather up here in Canada is fantastic right now. Is it? Yeah, I'm surprised. It's like, it's pretty early for this, but, you know, like it was pretty warm for like four or five consecutive days, and then it got, we get that wind come in, and then it got cool a little bit, but now it's like leveling off, getting warm again, so I'm loving that shit. It's nice. the poles shifting, dude. That's what it is, right? I think it's. I think this is how it's supposed to be. Honestly, <laughs> no, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's just climate change. Right, right. Well, I think it makes sense, uh, Davy, that weather over here on this side of the country is going to be a, a little better, a little sooner than normal, right? I mean, look what we had for winter. I mean, you got a lot more snow than we do, but. We didn't have any snow on the ground until Valentine's Day. And and then we got hammered after that. So it just makes sense that things are going to get warmer a little early. Look. Well, and, and the sh shitty part about that, Ron, the ticks are out in full force. Okay, so the ticks have been out all winter here. Yep. So I've been taking ticks off of Opie and Willow uh, since December. 
Yep. But, but in the last week or so, it has been worse. Even off, I've taken like five ticks off myself. Because yep. once the weather is nice, I am not an inside guy. I am outside. As a matter of fact, I've already started putting the pool oasis together. So the pool is all up, running, filled, crystal clear, ready to rock and roll. I just need to uh, build my pool water warmer. I'm going to build that this year because I don't want to wait till June to jump in my pool. Yeah. So it's uh, so I spent uh, Saturday. It was cold and windy, but I uh, put some flower boxes together for my wife. I worked on the pool. I put my, all my deck stuff out, did a little pressure washing. <laughs> I got my cooler already stocked on the deck. My wife's like, wow, you are moving fast this year. <laughs> I said, I don't want to be inside. I've been cooped up since November. I can't stand being inside. So, yeah. So if the weather wants to change a little sooner, cool. Uh, See, I don't know about you. I mean, Ryan's the only one that really doesn't have to deal with this. The other four of us, I get bad, like seasonal depression in the cool. winter. Like once we get to like January, February, I'm just like, man. It just kicks your ass after a while. Just the getting dark so early, it being cold. It's like I, I now once the sun's out, I'm like you, Ron. I, I hate being inside. Yeah, March is the worst month, right? Because March is the days when you look outside, the sun is bright, the skies are clear. You go outside and you're like, oh, it's not too bad out. It's not quite t-shirt weather, but maybe it's just, you know, hoodie weather. And then a day later, you get a snowstorm. And yeah. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. Start the whole cycle over again. It's just that, very, yeah. very depressing. That happens you know to me up here, man. Like, fucking, it was beautiful, like, 25 degrees outside. And then, like, two days later, I'm sitting inside, fucking blizzard outside. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked, man. Dude, and it's the, interesting the crazy thing Ron... about it too is the there's chemtrails before that happens, like a lot of chemtrails. Oh yeah, that's that's totally normal now. Yeah. See chemtrails, we know it's going to be shitty two days later. Straight clouds. Sure. We never learned about those in in school. No. Sorry, utility sorry, Ryan, fog. I cut you off. They call them utility fog, dude. It's not chemtrails. It's utility fog. That's a transhumanist term right there for uh, chemtrails. But dude, there that's what's interesting is the uh, the uh, you know the idea of March being a shitty time. That was Hitler's favorite month of the year was March. Mm. Isn't that interesting? I, that was something that I was looking into. And, and I don't know why, but he really liked like, uh, you know, uh, attacking different areas in March and like at least planning. He was all about like zodiological shit and things like that. Well, if you think uh, about it, right, that's the true new year. April, right? Uh, that's the end of the year. Isn't April Fool's Day? The April, uh, April 1st yeah, is supposed to be. April 1st coinciding with uh, the next week, which is typically Easter, right? Yeah, it's, right. It's supposed to be the new year. And in a sense, it is. It's because when everything that died off, like like the death was in winter, and then coming into spring is the resurrection of, of, of the sun, of the sun in the good weather. So, so, yeah, if you went back to, like, biblical calendars or even before ryan yeah you're right so april 1st is like the beginning of the new year yeah it's interesting how they hijack that calendar stuff and then they just like inject these ideas like i've heard a lot of black people out there talking about like why is february black history month not only is it the shortest month of the year which is kind of fucked up right <laughs> but like they they would they would prefer it be june right yeah. 
because like Juneteenth and all that stuff. And and black people hate the cold, dude. Like it, it's kind of like a well-known thing. Like I've heard so many people talk about that. And then they're like, why can't it be June? I, you know, it, it makes so much more sense to have a summer month be something that they that that they can celebrate. And, you know, I, I'm not really for like a whole month being for any group of people. I think that's kind of weird. But um, nonetheless, it's just kind of interesting that uh, that the calendar gets hijacked and, and kind of like, just, you know, made in these different ways for whatever reason. It seems well, like it's just be, flipping shit upside down. Let's be honest. They, they say really... June is Pride Month, by the way. That's what, yeah, that's what yeah. Google just told me. June is, is yeah. Pride Month. June's Pride Month. Well, there you go. Two minorities yeah. that are disputing, you know, uh, who who should have the rights to a certain month. It's wild. I mean, it's just interesting. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, man. The whole, uh, all of this stuff. I think it's like, it's a distraction from the natural law, the natural ways of things. And I think that's what they do constantly is just try and get us off of the, detach us from the natural ways of life. Well, I'm sorry, sorry, but but that is exactly what they did. If, uh, because studying the calendar is something I've recently gotten into. So I don't, you know, I don't know that much about it to talk about. However, if you remember a while back, they were talking about how this should be a 13th Zodiac, right? And oh. my birth would have fallen right into that 13th Zodiac because now technically I'm a Sagittarius, but I'm a late Sagittarius. So if the Zodiac went to 13 signs, then I would have been whatever. And I can't remember what it was, but it should have been 13 months of 28 days. That would bring you to 364 days. Why is everything based on uh, 30 or 31 days? Like the 31 day that's out, and then you got February with 28. So so they had to make their adjustments there, which is makes no sense like at all, right? But you take a woman's cycle, it's 28 days. Moon cycle, it's 28 days. So wouldn't it make sense that a month would be 28 days? Yeah, you would have been – when were you born, Ron? December 15th. Yeah, so you'd be uh, Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus, yeah, I was looking that, that up. Ophiuchus. Yeah. Well, a lot of people would probably be ha- would be would have some sort of different zodiac sign if there was 13 instead of 12, right? I think I'd be cuz I'm pretty much right in the middle with March 5th for the Pisces. But yeah, you'd be a Aquarius. lot of people would have a different sign. You'd be Aquarius and I'd go I'd actually change two signs. I'd go from being Scorpio to Virgo, which is Look really at us. strange. Look at us, a bunch of men talking about zodiacs. Oh, dude, get time. out the crystals. Let's go. Right? Let's let's see my, who's compatible. My, my, the people who run this world take it seriously. Sure, I know they do. Yeah, for sure. Does anybody know a biblical calendar expert? I think we should get him on, him or her on. Them because there's a biblical calendar and there's also a biblical zodiac. It's called the Maseroth. You guys know about that? I've That's heard like of the it. True, the I don't, true I'm zodiac. Knowledgeable. Yeah, it's like the true zodiac that. They hijacked and made it new age shit, right? Well, and and that's the whole thing. I don't know. Ryan, uh, have you ever read the book, uh, The Dragon Legacy? The History of the Ancient Bloodline? Are you talking to me or... or... No, you are Dean. Okay. I'm talking to our book (laughs) expert, Ryan. Gotcha. It froze there for me, by the way. I don't know if you were... 
Oh, okay. I was asking, have you ever read The Dragon Legacy? It's called The Secret History of the Ancient Bloodline by Nicholas DeVere. I have not. I just started, uh, somebody sent me a PDF of it the other day because I did a post. Because uh, somebody was talking about how basically we came from two, there's two bloodlines out there, the dragon and the serpent. And the dragon is the Gnostics, you know, the elven people, things like that. And this book is is real interesting. I'm only about 20 pages in. I didn't really get too deep into it. I was busy this weekend, but uh, I'll shoot you over a, a link to it. Um, Send it to me too, Matt. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, Appreciate but, it. I still haven't figured out um, bloodlines. I don't know. I don't know if I'm paused here. It keeps sorry, it's glitching out a bit. I still haven't figured out the the blood types. I'm still confused by blood types. Positive oh, and negative. The RH positive. RH negative. It's a mess. You start looking at the maps. They make no sense. You know, people are saying the negatives come from Atlantis or people saying the negatives are coming from um, they're the Anunnaki or, or whatever. And I'm, a, I'm an RH negative, too. And if people didn't know, the RH stands for rhesus monkey. So it's the, the there's a mammalian blood type. And then there's apparently this, you know, a small proportion of us that have this negative blood that does not have the mammalian rhesus monkey factor in it. It's very strange. I don't think anybody has it figured out yet. Some people call it the uh, the Jesus bloodline or the uh, the royal bloodline, or that's the uh, Holy Grail right there, right? Yeah, the Holy Grail. That's that's what I was looking for. The Holy Grail. Yeah. Yeah. So Have one you... of the that gets into this, and that's what they one of the uh, things they got into here was basically what they're saying is is that the rulership or the true bloodline was was hijacked. Right. And and what it says here is as a result of general disenchantment, many now suggest that royalty and nobility should be marginalized in favor of, of a Republican style government. Some determine that such changes replace privilege with a more acceptable form of merit advantage. However, this uh, perception is equally untenable in practice. All that happens is that headstrong merchant class opportunists replaced by polished lawyer class orators, thereby creating an unwarranted elite with the same destructive hold on society government of the majority by an exclusive clique, which usually uh, which uses intimidating tactics to manipulate a consumer based economy has nothing whatever to do with the honored spirit of grail kingship and the dragon blood. Any oh. shift from monarchy to republicanism is simply a matter of different packaging in the event. We are still captive consumers enveloped uh, within face of fear. Our legacy from all of this is an inbred contempt for anything which does not conform to a system of venerated sale values. This leads to the loss of our relationship with the ecosphere upon which all species truly depend. And then they get into this, and basically this is the inverted pyramid, they call it, right? And this is how the elites see us. Right. There's where the expend the, the first level is the expendable uh, civilian collateral asset. Then we go down to a numbered uh, social unit. Then we go down to a consumer, then to a pawn and then to zero. So it's basically, you know, saying that we're useless eaters. What but is what zero? Is nothing. You're nothing. You know, so that's the top of the that's the, the that's the top or, or in this case, the bottom. That's yeah. the most valued people is nothing. No, well, no, they're saying that that's how it works is instead of it being us at the top, we're at the bottom as just useless eaters. Huh. Matt, what is the name of that book? Uh, it is The Dragon Legacy 
the secret history of an ancient bloodline. And then he also has one called Dragon Seed, C-E-D-E, which I got to get my hands on. But yeah, I mean, now, I'll put the caveat out there. I'm not buying this hook, line, and sinker. It just brings up some very interesting points because one of the things that the book does push is Kabbalah. And I'm always skeptical once you bring Kabbalah into the mix. But what it does talk about, though, is how the rulers of today, you know, the royalty and everything, they're not true royalty. They're royalty by name only. Their bloodlines do not tie back to the true Gnostics of, of the world and how the Gnostics were, you know, based on Mother Earth. And, and the queens ruled and the kings were there to keep the balance. It was the yin and yang, you know, the, the, the two poles, the duality of life. Whereas we've just been manipulated into this consumerism, wild, you know, such an unnatural way of living. According to their rule. Yeah. 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 And, and if you don't. There's another book on it too called The Jesus Gene to read it. Yep. Yeah, it's just, it's a really interesting read. Now, again, I, I like recommending things, but then people come back and say, oh, this is this is bullshit. This is satanic. I mean, no, you can't just take everything and, and assume that it's true. You have to use discernment, go through it. And I can't stand when everybody, like everybody just demonizes everything. Man. Yeah. Well, this even gets into the whole concept of Satan and the devil. And how that's really a Catholic thing. It's just a Catholic creation. It, it you know, heaven and hell. That's all eternal, eternal hellfire, all that shit. Yeah, it's just to it's just to keep us in a perpetual state of fear. Yeah, and that you know, it, it, if we go by the natural ways, you don't have anything to fear. Ron looks like he's in eternal hellfire right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to swallow him. Speaking of that, have you guys heard of this? Uh, there's this guy I follow on Instagram named Doctor Claw. I don't know if you guys heard of him, but he's posting shit about like Isn't we're that going the guy through, from uh, Inspector Gadget. Wasn't that the villain? That's yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get you for this gadget. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, he's posting shit about how we're going through a G six solar flare right now, and there's going to be like uh, a ton of blackouts and shit. And people are on there like freaked out and shit. I don't know if any of you guys heard of this. They've been talking that shit, Davey, for fucking years. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> Another distraction, right? I mean, that's my Could thing be. with all this stuff. Whether it's the news, whether it's these people predicting things. Like, how many people actually predicted something and it came true? Right. Yeah. Nostradamus. I have a whole, I have a whole pile of books that are like the end of. These are in the titles, the end of, or the future of, they're all garbage, every single one of them. No matter what the topic is, it's just, I stop buying those. People yeah. are terrible at predicting. Or or people who wrote books about them going into hell and coming back and seeing everything. It's like, fuck off, man. Well, and if you, uh, now I'm not very knowledgeable on it, but I've, I've listened to Andy uh, from the Deep Share a couple times. And if you get into the box saga, hell is not hell as we know it. Hell was actually the land that survived. So again, That's it could be the theory is Matt that we're living in hell right here. Like yes. what we're experiencing right now is in fact hell. And we're living in the third dimension. Now, this was coming from Ben discussion I had with him a few weeks ago. I stole him. Uh, 
<laughs> ben from uh, end of, end of the world news. Yeah, Davey, you just talked to him, and he says basically we're in the third dimension now, which is defined as hell, and then we're supposed to ascend into the fifth dimension, which is supposed to be, I guess, what people would call heaven, I guess, or whatever. A more um, unified uh, social structure with. Uh you know, like a rebuilding of society without all the elites. I think that's where, where, where he's getting at. Yeah. What about here and now? I, I think we get distracted too much by all this stuff and forget about the here and now. And that's what's really important, right? Like you're alive, you're here, you're breathing. We but should... I think that's what we're getting at though, Matt, is that we're, everybody's realizing that the people who are in power are all corrupted pieces of shit. And we all need to start banding together and start creating a new kind of uh, societal structure. Well, yeah, that wouldn't be the here and now then, right, Davey? Like, that would be thinking about the future. That would be thinking about other things. So, like, the here and now idea, I think that's the most dangerous thing that people can subject themselves to. It's like the the no tomorrow mentality, right? Like, that's what that is, the here and now. Like just No, 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 I'm coming at it from the stance that you're here. Enjoy what you have here now instead of worrying about what we're going to do in the future because that's how they keep you in that perpetual state of fear. I think that you always have to think about the future, though, right? Like, I think that that's absolutely necessary because then, like, why have kids? I don't have kids myself, but, like, you can't just think about the here and now only. But Obviously. I do have kids, and if I all I think about is the future, I, what if I do nothing now because I'm worried about the future? The future's fucked because so I haven't there a done balance. anything. There's a balance to to strike, right? Where you have to you have to make present times good, but then you also have to focus on that next generation. I actually think that like there's a lot to be said about people that more so focus on the future, but not in like this virtuistic. Uh, if that's a term, you know, just like this virtue signaling type way where it's like, oh, all I care about is other people. You know, it, it's it's a there's a, there's got to be a balance to strike there. It seems like. Yeah. Let me tell you what I think on this. And we've talked about this on Wicked Planet, right? It's like several episodes. And it's kind of like a common thread on a lot of where we're going to what we're going to be talking about going forward. Right is and believe it or not i have this discussion with one of the guys that's been with me for years he raised his family out of this place right and him and i talk a lot about uh you know the definition of happiness people always want to say uh oh i just want to be happy okay what is the definition of of happiness right like i don't think there's one definition for it or do I think there actually is a true definition for it? So what you need to work on is is whether or not you're quote unquote happy, because you don't even really know what happiness is. I mean, I have people that roll in this shop, no joke, multi, multi-millionaires that come here for me to do stuff for them. Miserable as fuck. I have people come into this shop that I have to float them until payday i treat them all the same however sometimes just like davy says i got this one guy very very wealthy and i gotta tell you he does nothing but complain about his life 
from the minute he walks in this door to the minute I say, Hey, try to make it a good day when he leaves. Right. And, and, and I understand what his problem is. His problem is, is, is his family and how he worked his ass off started with, well, I won't say he started with nothing, but he started with basically nothing compared to what he's got now and how he just made it way too easy for his family. Now they're all taking advantage of him and it pisses him off. And I get that. Trust fund kids. What it comes down to is, is how do you, how do you get to the point where you're content? Like it's being content. That should be your goal. Like stop worrying about happiness. Like, like this is why a lot of relationships fail. Because one person in a relationship will say, I'm not happy. And nine times out of 10, it's the woman. They usually well, it's comparing to another dick. Yeah. Yeah. Ding, so, ding, ding. so, so, but, but the point is you don't know what will make you happy. So how can you come to me and say, you're not happy when you don't even know what it's going to take to make you happy. And, and if you don't know what it's going to take, then you can't convey that to me where I in turn can maybe do baby steps to help you be happy. Like it's not fucking achievable. Well, this that's is, the grass is greener, Ron, right? Right. And now, now listen, I'm not talking about my relationship. My relationship is solid, but what I'm talking about is I see this other people that will come into the shop and actually come here for a therapy session. And I have to have these discussions with them, but you have to say, okay, what is going to make me content? And this is what makes me content. I wake up in a house. I have a roof over my head. I wake up in a nice warm bed. I have electricity. I go to the bathroom. I have hot water. I got a place I could take a shower. It's abundance. I can go downstairs and make a coffee. Now that doesn't, that's no different if you're doing it in a house like mine or if you're doing it in a tiny home or if you're doing it in a camp somewhere, you already at that point have more than probably 50 or 60% of the people living on earth right now. Think of Ethiopia. And who have ever lived. Yeah. 99% of who have ever lived. Yeah. I always tell people uh, being happy is, I think it's a choice. It's, it's uh, being grateful for what you have and what you don't have. And it's also like, you know, a matter of perspective on who else in the world somebody could have way fucking less than me and be way more happier than I am. Mm -hmm. It's perspective, right? Davey. You nailed it. Is perspective, it. yeah. No. That's what I that's what I see. It, and I'll tell you, like during the winter, right? Like I we were talking about before, that seasonal depression that sets in. It's the darkness. And I can't get my perspective in line. As soon as that sun comes out and as soon as the weather starts changing. I've always come out of it and my perspective changes. Now, I'm Matt. that's something I, I obviously have to work on. Why is my perspective affected by an external force? And, and when, and, and that's what you're saying, Davey, it's all internal. It's all about your perspective on things as to what happiness is. And some it people is. don't want to look inside they expect it to come from the outside to them. They they put it as a tangible thing. They want they're they're living in a materialistic pipe dream, dude. The consumer world, yes, okay. it's Matt, not natural. Matt, you said it right there. It's what 
what can happiness be? And everybody thinks it's an external thing. It's not. It's an internal thing. Yep. Because are there things that I would like to have in life and do in life? Absolutely. I don't think anybody would say no to that. But I look at myself knowing how hard I have worked from elementary school to get to where I am today. And you try to tell young kids this because they're like, oh, I wish I had this. Or you might see something that somebody else has that's worked for it for 30 or 40 years. And you're 20 years old. Now, granted, today, 20-year-olds can can make a lot of money online. They're smart kids, right? But it doesn't mean that they can achieve what it's taken us 30 or 40 years to achieve through consistent hard work, consistent you know, putting your money where it probably should be. And now listen, I've put a lot of money where it shouldn't have been. <laughs> well, but, and a lot of people, Ron, want instant gratification. Okay, so that's what I'm getting to. Right? They're like, like, like they'll come into my house and they'll be, oh, wow, this place is really nice. Oh, wow, I love your furniture. Oh, I love this or I love that or your freaking countertops, whatever. Yeah, when I moved into this house, it didn't even have a working full bathroom. So it took me this many years to get to, to what you're looking at right now. That did not happen overnight. If people knew the work that went into it, most of them probably wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, well, let me tell you. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Being a homeowner is uh, 100% work 100% of the time. For it, sure. It, it absolutely is. Yeah, because, yeah, there's things that I need stop, to fix. Yes, yeah. absolutely, Ryan. So it's like. We do this, this, and this, and then the projects stop for the winter, but then we're doing inside projects. And now that it's summer, listen, I just said our snow's been gone a week and a half, and I've already done a month's worth of work outside. Right? I'm already putting garden boxes together. My pool is up and running. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's like you gotta, you got to just <clears throat> doing things. If you want nice things, you got to do it. But And those are the things that make me happy like because feeling like uh, like house proud ron is that what you're saying like being yeah. proud of your shit that that's what makes well, sure they, they call that pride of ownership right right right, right. yeah house proud is what we call yeah. it out here yeah, yeah. same yeah. thing so what i'm saying is like but i know that come june or them hot may afternoons or july i can be sitting out by my pool having a margarita or a porch rocker and kick back and just look at it and say yeah i think i've done pretty good that's Whoa. what that's what the porch rocker to beer beer sam, yeah, sam, sam adams yeah. yeah is it really yeah, yeah. I, i've, I've heard of a margarita never heard of a porch rocker that I sounds like a wicked planet enough to know what a porch rocker yeah is. that sounds like a lovely <laughs> thing hey i wanted to say one thing too because you know you, you said something really great there the the difference between being content and being happy right that's the same thing. It really is. Contentness is 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 happiness. It literally is. And and obviously we all know what these words mean, but the definition of content is a state of peaceful happiness, okay? It is. It is. And then you go to happy, what's the definition of that? We all know what being happy is, but what's the definition? <clears throat> Feeling or showing pleasure or contentment. Both these words use each other to define themselves, right? It's that's it's the same thing. So People have these unrealistic expectations of being happy 100% of the time, and that's never the case. You're not going to be content 100% of the time either, but being content is being happy. Being happy is content. It's the same thing. Um, 
you know, it, it, it's wild how how little it takes for somebody when they put themselves in the right mindset. It takes very, very little to be content or happy. Right. I, but then you can also throw that off with some like some bullshit. Well, uh, listen to this. OK, so the other day I gave my cat some treats. Right. <laughs> and he's always like, cat you sent me I... the pictures of. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I I pull the bag out and he's like fucking he's like spinning around right he's like doing a little dance every time I pull it out I give him the treats and then like 10 minutes later he's fucking laying on his back on the carpet and my dad's like you know what you know what they say when a cat lays on its back it's fucking content right mm-hmm. and like and it's like that's perspective too my cat doesn't have a fucking Porsche you know <laughs> he doesn't have like all these material things I just give him some treats and then fucking rub his back a little bit and he's good to go, you know? And that's all it takes, man. Like for me, it's like I have my little things that I do and it keeps me happy. And it's like, I don't need like this materialistic lifestyle where I own a Porsche or I have lots of money. Like some, some fucking homeless people out there are way happier than I am. You know, I I don't think it's just material either. I think a lot of people are looking for like, some kind of constant state of like joy or ecstasy, you know, and th- th- that's not what happiness is. Joy is a rare experience, just like absolute misery is an, is a rare experience. Contentment's sure. totally different from that. It's not this elevated experience, but everybody, not everybody, but many people are chasing these, yeah, like traveling and, you know, big things, whereas that's not what happiness is. Those are just sporadic moments. The contentment and- is something that, that can last Long yeah, to, and to the, to your point, Ryan, uh, it's you know I'd I I need to take that jab so I can travel because I can't have happiness without traveling. So they'd rather like inject themselves with this fucking junk shit. But again, where is that idea coming from, Davey? It's coming from external. It's coming from the television. It's coming exactly. from commercials. It's social it's media. social media. If yeah. people try to chase these these wild photos people want to live in a movie and people want to live in uh you know highlights which is what instagram and tiktok and all these things are rather like no one's posting and i've said this many times no one's posting on their instagram i just got the last notice from the mortgage company and they're gonna kick my ass out if if i don't pay this bill you know what I mean? like <laughs> no one's paying seen no. those ryan i have seen those actually <laughs> i know i have too in the past like you know years ago and it's just like no one's posting that because why would you? Why would you show that to everybody? But you know, pe- people will post, uh, you know, travel, traveling, and and people will even fake these pictures of of you know the the travels that they'll go like on, like all those stuff. fuckers that were faking themselves being at Coachella. Did I you did see, not that? see that? That was That's a pretty funny. Thing. TikTokers were were faking themselves being at Coachella to fit in. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, see, that's another problem is the idea of fitting in and all this stuff. And and, uh, you know, society's created this weird thing where you've got to you've got to have a certain amount of money. Like people think when 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 they hear when you hear someone makes sixty thousand dollars a year, a lot of people think that that's not good money. That's decent money in a that's lot of great money. Oh you could God, have a great really, life for that. That's really good money. Yeah. It's not. It, it's. I. I wouldn't say it's really good, but you not know, in America it's, today. It's not really good. It's good. You can make a good living off it, but it's not really good. Yeah, if you've got kids, I mean that yeah. that's a little over a thousand dollars a week, right? So if you've got kids, that's not that's not enough, really. You know what I mean? Um, well, and if you have shitty credit, you're you're better off under the Biden administration. So. 
yeah <laughs> get a break just don't even work i think that's the move right now yeah. all right, but all right so let's talk about money for a second right so you just said like i think the median income in the united states now is forty-five thousand or fifty-five thousand, something like that right sounds right now again people that are chasing happiness will not be content with making that much money because they can't live the lifestyle that social media demands that they live on that amount of money. You give me $60,000 and I can do a lot with $60,000. Well, yeah. Given it. Yeah. 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 Ryan, I, it's like, because of what I do like, it's not a matter of saving money. It's like it. Now I have 10 grand. Okay. So now what can I buy? Or how many things can I buy for 10 grand that I can roll over and turn it into 20? Right? People don't think like that. What they think about is I got 60 grand and I'm gonna spend 60 grand. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go, go get strip a strip club coffee, for a week. Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna have a mortgage, I'm gonna have a car payment, and then that 60 grand is now gone. And now you have to get credit cards to to live. Just right? like to, how the your... right, Matt, just like how the government does it. If you say here's 60 grand and that's all you're going to get, do the best you can with it. The government would think of ways to turn that 60 grand into something else instead of raising the debt ceiling. If you give somebody a hundred thousand, they're going to fucking spend a hundred thousand. See what I'm saying? If you give the government a trillion dollars, they'll spend a trillion. They want to raise the debt ceiling now by another three trillion or something like that. And it's like, if I ran my life, how the government runs theirs or ours with our money, where's their fucking FICO score? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So this is what I'm saying. So if you give somebody 60 grand and you say, that's all you're going to get, do what you can with it. You give them a hundred. It doesn't matter what the amount is. They're going to spend every fucking penny of it. Sure. And then they're going to go past that. And that's when the credit cards come in. Right. We yep. talked about that actually today that instead, you know, any, any of these different administration or not rather, rather um, bureaus or like, uh, like the FBI, the CIA, whatever, they get a certain yearly budget. Right. And they have to spend their money every single year instead of just being like hey we like they're not incentivized to save their money if Rather they don't than, spend it they won't get that budget next year right yeah, but right. so the problem is why not say hey you saved 40 billion dollars whatever because these budgets are wild right i mean 40 billion dollars saving 40 billion dollars sounds like an insane amount of money this is possible if they were just to not you know, have, uh, you know, instead of photos up for the uh, leading members of said branch, they have iPads up on the wall that just have a stagnant image of, of so-and-so that is in charge of this department. And it's just like a wall full of iPads. I mean, there's, there's uh, I forget the name of the uh, Instagram page that talks about corrupt military spending and things like that. It's just something where it's like, man, let's spend this money and let's make sure that we spend it so that we can get this amount of money and hopefully some more. Because if we spend all this money by oh. November, then they'll say, hey, we need to we need to give them more money. Why Guys, not? It's not just military. It's every single branch. It's teachers. It's police. It's, it's right, right. good people. They have to spend their budget. My mom was a teacher. They have to spend their budget or they will not be able to justify their budget next year and their budget increase next year. 
Yeah. But so then how how good of a person does it take to say, hey, why don't we fucking chill out with this? Right. It takes private industry to say that. Yeah. To do the job for the lowest amount of money. I, I also think that the people that are working there, they could try to come together and say, hey, let's stop the nonsense here. Right. Like, it's not that hard because it's not going to be the administrative level people that are going to do this. Well, it and, takes and the low the... level people to speak up in mass and say, hey, let's quit wasting money because at the end of the day, they're paying their own salaries. They're paying taxes like in the teacher case, in the police case, police pay taxes, teachers pay taxes. Right. Like, why? Why? Why not just say, hey, let's fucking chill out and let's see how much we can save at the end of the year. And that would be the incentive is that how much you saved would be that that would be what you can add to your budget the next year. Theoretically, it's possible, but it's a law of nature. Government always expands. Government always expands. Budgets always expand. We're supposed to try and be not letting that happen, though. Meanwhile, there's us. We have there's a song for people like us. Itsy bitsy paycheck went in my bank account. Long <laughs> came the bills and cleaned the fucker out. <laughs> let me, That's uh, what it is. Let me, let me tell you something real quick. When I was the president of the historical society in this town, when I first took it over, the budget for the whole year was 500 bucks. So when I took it over, I go to the selectmen and I'm like, I'm going to need more than 500 bucks. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, no problem. Just put in your budget uh, requirements or whatever. I said, okay, so I'm going to want a $2,500 budget a year for the historical society because we need to, because it had been kind of stagnant for quite a few years, right? And uh, so we went to town meeting and boy, didn't the people flip out when they saw it because they didn't look at the amount going from 500 to 2,500. They just looked at the percentage of increase. And when I took a few of them aside at town meeting, I said, listen, this is what I'm doing. They're like, oh, yeah, I didn't think of it that way. So the town voted it in, like, like unanimously, to give the Historical Society a $2,500 budget, right? The first year, to buy the things that I wanted to buy and everything like that, I spent $2,200 of the $2,500. $300 went back, because I asked them, I said, if I don't spend this money, where does it go? And they said, it goes back in the general fund. I said, okay. Now, the old buck that I took the Historical Society over from kept telling me, oh, you got to spend that money, just just like Ryan Notice said. You got to spend that money or they won't approve it for next year. I said, they'll approve it. I'm not worried about that. It's $2,500. It's the, it's, the, it's the cheapest department in the town, right? Yeah. So second year, I spent less, third year. Now, I ran that place for like 12 years. And I remember one year, I'm like, we don't need to buy anything. Like, we literally don't need anything. So I ended up spending, like, out of the 2500 I want to say 1200 right? And that was on some trips. We did some, we had some presenters come in and did some really cool stories that were open for free to the town. All it cost you was a canned good for the food pantry as admission, right? And the rest of the money went to the general fund. But see, they didn't say, well, you know, at budget time, because every spring you got to go in and propose your budget for the year, right? Nobody said, oh, well, you know what? You're not spending any money, so there's no reason for your budget to be that that much anymore. No, they kept doing the 2500 every year. So and in some cases, you don't have to spend all of your budget. I was concerned because I would tell people, listen, this is not my money. This is the town's money. 
This is the taxpayer's money. If I don't need to spend it, I ain't going to spend it. It could go back into general fund and they can use it for, uh, you know, some other program. Give it to the kids. Spend it on the skate park. We have a really like, nice skate park. Like any non-corrupt good person would say. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. sounds ideal, and I think this this speaks to the uh, beauty of small government, where actually you can get things done. I live in a small town, too. They get together every spring and argue over which street in the town is going to get fixed. I think my ta- my street's going to get fixed this year. They say they're putting a curb in. That's amazing. But yeah, you in a small government, in a small corporation, a small business, you actually have that decision. It, corporations do the same thing. The bigger they get, the harder it is to change anything. That Nobody has any say anymore. Well, because what is their point at, at that point, Ryan? It's it's they have to grow over the previous year or they're not going to get the investors, right? So their whole thing is driven by profit, which is feeding the beast. I think that's one of the straw men against uh, capitalism as well, that like it depends on growth, this constant growth concept. Not really. Not really. We Like Ron was saying, we can do fine with a budget and stick to it and even go under it. It is theoretically possible. Or if you you hit a certain threshold, why can't some of that go back to the community, Mm -hmm. right, as a corporation? And that's the problem. It's all greed and more, more, more money, you know, and it's, it's the Ebenezer Scrooge approach to life. Well, that's a bureaucracy too. You, you, people think of a uh, capitalist society as a stock market, right? Yeah. And like you know, all these publicly traded companies that, by definition, publicly traded companies have to profit quarter over quarter in order in, in order for their shit to continue to grow, right? That's not what real capitalism is. That seems to be either like crony capitalism, bureaucracy, corporate corporatocracy, corporatism. I mean, it's not capitalism. Capitalism is just like, hey, the best product wins, basically. I mean, like that's like a gross oversimplification. But it's just like, dude, we've got we've we've really fallen a long way from what shit is supposed to be. And well, publicly and like traded has nothing to do way. with what, what capitalism's supposed to be, right? It's a that? great point. I, I hate publicly traded companies. Because I don't think this is what capitalism is supposed to be. Why are we accountable to shareholders instead of the customer or the business itself, right? The employees of the business. I run a small business. I don't want your money. I don't want to pay you back an increase in interest. I don't want interest. I don't want to pay interest. I don't want to take. I don't want to make interest even. I don't want to invest in interest things, even though that's what the gurus say. We don't need that. Who am I accountable to? I'm accountable to my customers, the people who work with me, myself, you know, if I don't make as much money this year as I did last year, so what? I'm still up, right? We're, we're living, you know, as long as we're above starvation level, who really cares? We don't need to continually grow forever. Once but you own your house, you own your house. You don't need the next house next year. No, I need, there's I, this, Ryan, there's this programming in there where it's like, if you get to a certain level, you need to you need to become public, right? There, there, That programming is very present. There's companies out there that a lot of people think, which don't forget, like the, the company that I'm about to bring up, Black Rifle Coffee, that was started by a CIA dude, right? Evan Hafer is a CIA asset. He, he legitimately is. This is a fact. And um, I mean, there's like a, a whole like they, he's talked about it, right? This is one of those things where it's like this company that's gotten support and it's just gotten overwhelming support quarter after quarter, year after year. Finally, they go public and they're like the anti Starbucks. They're still giving Starbucks shout outs because they're saying they're anti Starbucks. Right. (laughs) 
It's part of the whole same. It's part of the same system. So like, you know, obviously, Ryan, like I hope that your business grows to that point where people are trying to approach you. But more and more people need to say, like, dude, fuck going public. I'm going to run this how it needs to be ran. I'm going to put the customers first. Fuck the shareholders. The shareholders are me and my family and my friends. That's how it should be. But right? wait, Dean, <laughs> I, <laughs> yep, want, I, want, I want to bring this point up to you. Okay, so the corporation that I may or may not have worked for in the past or present <laughs> right they they tend to put the customers first to the point where if somebody is like arguing with you as an employee uh you know they the customer is arguing with you and the manager comes over tries to just diffuse the situation but they always take the customer's fucking point of view and not yours they don't defend you that's what a different level that? though that's such a micro level that's an individual level versus like the the investors the shareholders right the shareholders aren't involved in that altercation right there. right 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 but just a, a regular fucking average joe customer who has a membership to shop there and yeah thinking they... of the customer in that instance is actually benefiting the shareholder more than it is the customer because the employee is going to go back and talk shit about the altercation that went on and of that's going to end up benef- benefiting the um that's going to be a detriment to the company right so right. It, it's not it's not as simple these like little uh, altercations uh that happen between employee and customer that is still benefiting at the end of the day. That's benefiting the shareholder by sticking up for the customer in that instance. I'm talking about on like a grand scale. Do right? you think that's right though? Fuck no. But <laughs> that's it, all I need to know. Okay. Well, of course customer, not. I mean, you, you don't need to ask is that. Not always right. Correct. The, the customer is rarely be, right. The customer can be out of fucking control. And know if that is the policy of this place that you work. They know what they're going to go in there and they know what they can get away with and they're going to pull whatever it is they need to do to get their fucking way like a little baby. Right? So that's not right. But this is how it gets out of control. Every year, this is going back to the publicly, publicly held companies, right? Every year, what is the one thing they're going to say? We have to have more growth, a certain percentage of growth over the next quarter let's just take the first you know the quarter three months and we have to be at this certain level because we have shareholders that we have to be accountable to mm-hmm. right? and it's like okay so if you can run your company efficiently you should be able to give your shareholders a small dividend but when when it's driven to the point where it's like more and more every quarter, more and more and more. This is not sustainable growth because it has to cap out somewhere. And I think that's where we are as a nation right now with our frigged up fiat currency system is that so much money has been pumped up to prop up everything, to keep all these, all these businesses, corporations, banks, especially at a certain level so that they are appeasing their shareholders. Now we know that these companies are making so much money and we know this. Why? Because when, when they have that extra money, they write themselves bonus checks. 
Exactly. Yeah. In, instead of putting the money back into the yep. company or maybe even increasing the dividend for the shareholder, because there's a lot of instances when the shareholder actually gets screwed also. Right. When, when the managers, the CEOs, the board members are all taking massive profits and writing themselves massive bonuses. Now, it's nothing to hear of a CEO giving himself a $10 million, $20, $30 million bonus at the end of the year. That's like my company. That happened in 2008. Like, yeah. if you have that much money left over, fucking put it back into the company. Right. And and power companies are a prime example of that, Ryan Dean. And now we're finding out train companies have been making massive profits for years. And apparently they don't put that money back into the infrastructure. Airlines too, Ryan. Airlines. But that a yacht is major, so nice. That was one of the major things with I forgot which one. It was either Delta or United. They got eight billion dollars. From the, you know, when they were giving money out like candy during COVID, none of it went to their infrastructure. It all went to dividends. Mm-hmm. And and what happened? We, we, we saw systems crashing over and over and over again because they didn't update their infrastructure. So the customer ended up paying for it. Meanwhile, the shareholders got fat on their dividends. And it's it's such a pro. I mean, I worked for IBM for 10, 15 years and rarely would we get a raise. But every year the CEO would get her 20 plus million dollar bonus mm-hmm. and drive around in her Ferrari. Meanwhile, the, the people that did a lot of the leg grunt work got nothing. You know, nothing at all. And, yep. and so the, what, what is the incentive then for the employee to do more? There is none because none. You, you know, as soon as there's a cut and, and, and we go through it all the time they call it resource actions and they just start firing, laying people off. Well, no. the way the company sees it and it's sad, but it's kind of true to an extent is that it's more difficult to replace an efficient CEO than it is to replace a thousand low level, like entry level employees, right? The training should be more important for these people because i know like when i worked for pepsi which i hated that job um they told me that it costs four thousand dollars to train a new employee right to get them up to speed all that stuff right and that's kind of on the low level they're very efficient with their training sometimes it can cost twenty thousand to train somebody for a, a similar type company it's cheaper at the end of the day to just fire a bunch of these low level employees than to have a good CEO in place. And it's it's well, a fact. And, but and then sad. on the other side of it too, Ry, if, if you fire the CEO, that doesn't look good to your shareholders, right? Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. It, it, it's a, it's got ripple effects where you can lose millions and, and billions of dollars yeah. if it's a big company versus just being like, yeah, let's just get some dumbasses in here that'll just fill these roles. Like that's yep. that's, that's that's how they why, see it. That's why this should be like a like a stopgap mess up. Uh, a uh, mandatory measure that these corporations have to take when their profits exceed a certain amount of money, they should say, okay, we have to put 20% back into the infrastructure. It's got to be a percentage too, and not just a, a dollar threshold. Yeah, it, right? has to be a, it has to be percentage. a percentage. Correct. Now, 
Look at the infrastructure that we know is failing. It's on the brink of failure. One small, not even super catastrophic event could cause this system to go down. And that's our electrical grid. Well, and Ron, think, oh, about, yeah. think about what Biden campaigned on, right? Build back better. Yeah, that's a right? bunch of it was all horse shit. There was they yeah. they were claiming all these infrastructure projects and what happened? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It all goes over to Ukraine. Let's take let's take California as an example, just just to talk about the United States. By 2035, we're going to outlaw all combustible uh, internal combustion engines in California. You're going to have to buy an electric vehicle. Here's your incentives to buy an electric vehicle. So everybody who goes out, because California is all liberals mostly anyways. Well, in the, in the cities, like not up where Joe and Jen live. but So they all go out and they buy EVs, right? Then what comes down to Pike? Our infrastructure and our grid system cannot handle this load. So you can't plug your EV in. Except for... The power company out there, and I forget the name of it. It's PG&E, I think. PG&E, yeah. It's like Pacific Gas and Electric. And, and it's like, okay, we don't have enough money to put back into the infrastructure, but what was their profit? Right? And and this was even after all these payouts they had for these lawsuits for these fires. Right? Because they let's face it, they got insurance for that shit. Right? So, yeah, so maybe their insurance goes up. But the point is, these companies that are making high profits are not putting a percentage of that money back into the infrastructure to fortify the infrastructure in case something like a forest fire melts half the grid down. It's right. the same thing in New England where we have Eversource Electricity is the big player here, right? They making tons of money. New Hampshire is like fourth highest electrical rates in the country. Right. They told us going into winter, like sent out messages. We could have rolling blackouts this year. They did that throughout New England, Ron. Yeah. 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 But but OK, so, so that was because of the natural gas supply. Because they went from burning coal to natural gas because natural gas was more cost effective and it has less emissions. I get it. But you get a blizzard run through here. You get an ice storm run through here. Like, this system goes down so freaking easy. You can't even imagine how easy this system goes down. But the number one thing they should spend money on in this country is our utilities, infrastructure, electricity, gas pipelines, oil deliveries, right? Like, like that, that's a problem. And, and they need to understand that we cannot get off and I'm not going to call them fossil fuels because that's a misnomer. They are not fossil fuels. But I'm talking, we cannot get off of gas and oil anytime soon. Nor should we. Nor should we, yeah. Because these alternative energy sources that, that Biden's all hell-bent to go to because of all the little Greta Thornburgs of the world, right, that stuff might be viable 20 years from now if we start now and be serious about it but you can't shut off every fucking thing else that we're that we need for power in the meantime 
Yet, yet the CEOs of these companies are taking millions of, like, I want to say the CEO of Eversource took out a $12 million bonus last year. Well, and I want to disagree with you saying that it may be um, a cost effective or something in the future. Absolutely not. We've already reached near maximum efficiency of soil, uh, solar and wind. I did go to school for energy systems engineering. I dropped out, but I was there long enough for them to tell me that, number one, oil and, and so-called fossil fuels are the most efficient by far. Nothing even comes close. Even if you, even the theoretical math, you will never approach the efficiency of so-called fossil fuels uh, for anything that has to convert it. And then you take into account the mining of the materials to make the actual windmills and make the actual solar panels and make the actual batteries and the fact that they have shelf lives and all this stuff. And by the way, earlier at the beginning, Matt, you kind of said, Orion's the only one that has to, doesn't have to deal with this weather stuff. I spend half my time between Northern Ontario, Canada and here in, in Houston, Texas. So I just actually, I was banned from America for six months. So I just spent the winter up in, up in Northern Canada in kind of solitary confinement. But my point is up there, I live in a gold mine town up in the far North. It's still winter up there right now. There's no, you can't do a Tesla up there. You can't, you can't run this technology up there. Your, your regular gasoline car, we have trouble starting my car a lot of the times. It's like minus 30, minus 40 Celsius, right? And that uh, Fahrenheit and Celsius meet at minus 32. So if you know what minus 32 is, it's pretty serious. Your your electronic, your electric, your solar panel, all just, just completely out the window. It doesn't work out there. Here in Texas, we've been having power outages and my wife is getting upset about it. I'm upset about it too. I work from home and I know this is political. It's 100% political. It's because the Biden administration and whatever, I'm not saying that Trump would be any better or anything, but the government in general is 100% committed to making us uh, completely non-independent on energy. They're, they're committed to making sure that we don't have enough energy. They're committed to, to investing in things that are garbage, wind farms, solar, again, just in the basic math and how efficient they are, they're garbage. And in the actual material costs that go into it, which we don't see because it's government subsidies, right? Remember the original word subsidy, it comes from the word bribe, to bribe. So they're bribing industries to do this. That's the only reason they ever built solar farms and, and wind farms. And this is not even talking about all the problems with these things like the intermittent availability of power, right? It's not always sunny. It's not always windy. All this stuff, the maintenance costs, the killing of the birds, the space that these things take up that has, it's not even comparable to oil and stuff. But I, I was hoping the conversation would go back to energy because we talked about energy last week. And I think there's a lot of uh, false uh, false talking points in here because really the way to have efficient energy is to generate it near the point of use. Mm -hmm. I did. I, I wrote a whole book, not a whole book about this. It's called Everything the Government Does is Bad for Us. But I go, you know, as far as I could go into energy because in Canada, it's especially ridiculous. We have such a huge country and you have this centralized energy system. That's the problem. The problem is centralized energy. Problem is big, big government to centralized government, right? But when you have to create massive amounts of energy in like Niagara Falls, or we have nuclear power plants in Ontario, we have these huge energy sources, but then we have to waste half of it, not half, but we have to waste a lot of it pushing it through the lines. The, the farther it has to go, the more energy you have to use to push it through the lines. It's just a ridiculous system. And if one part crashes, the rest of it crashes too, right? This is how we're having massive power outages here in Texas because we're not allowed to generate energy at the point of use. The solar panel on your roof, it would be way more efficient if you were allowed to use that energy. You're not allowed to use that energy. As long as you're in a township, you're not in an unorganized town, 
You're not allowed to use that energy. You have to feed it back into the grid. Unless it's your shed that's not connect, uh, connected to the grid. Go back to, this is a conspiracy channel. So back in the early 1900s and late 1800s, you could buy a dynamo that would connect to your tap, your tap water. The water runs through the dynamo. The dynamo will run your small appliance, your hair dryer, little heater, little uh, a mixer for your cake batter or whatever. We're not allowed to use these technologies anymore. Good luck buying a dynamo. Even though this technology has been out for you know 150 years, it's completely available. That's only one example. All of you have probably seen people using magnets and a little coil around the magnet connected to a basic circuit. You create a circuit around the magnet. It'll run a, a light. It'll charge your phone if you need to. Simple things, but we waste so much electricity energy from this whole centralized energy system to do stupid things like run your lights when that could be done with, with a magnet and a coil and it will run forever. That system will not fail. There is no point of fail. It's being generated at the point of view. Same with dynamos. It will run out eventually, but you know we've had massive power outages. You guys are from the Northeast. You probably remember the massive outage we had in, I think it was 2003, the great yep. blackout they call it, right? The yep. whole Northeast was out. I'm, I was in Toronto. I grew up in Toronto at that time. It was nuts. It was crazy. We had another one a few years later uh, in 2013, I think, in the winter, and it happened because there was an ice storm, right? It, it rained, and then it got really cold, and then all the trees were heavy with ice, and they fell down on top of the power lines, and it, millions of people were out of power. People died because hospitals ran out of power. You know, people died because they put, it's not like millions of people died, but several people died, dozens of people died at least, by putting like uh, barbecues in their living room, trying to stay warm. Uh, you know, they literally committed suicide by accident by running their car in their garage because it, it got really cold, right? They're trying to stay warm. So th this all happened because of government centralized power creation and centralized power distribution. And the, the real point is that the solution here is not necessarily just staying with oil and coal. Yes, oil, coal, and, and gas are extremely efficient and we should keep them as the backbone of our economy because we have a mo modern economy and they are the most efficient, both cost efficient and, uh, and resource efficient. But really the solution to all of this is decentralized energy production. We need to be able to produce our own energy. We're currently planning out how to switch our house to these magnetic, just magnet coil, simple coil lights. You know, we're switching our heating system to wood, because, you know, here in Texas, it's okay if the power goes out. I'm just inconvenienced. Up north, you freeze to death yep. if the power goes out. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Ryan, for, for uh, just to clarify on what I said earlier, like I am not an advocate of any electricity that's non gas and oil and coal. <laughs> uh, because I am from the Northeast and I do know that it's cold seven months out of the year here. And when it gets cold, it gets freaking cold. Now it may not get as cold in New England as it does like up in up in Canada, but it gets pretty freaking cold where we are. My point was if they started right now, it still would take 20 years to get to the point or more where that's where wind and solar would even be partially viable. Right? I am not an advocate of any of those things because I'll give you one example. Up in northern New York, they had this big problem, and it's actually right across right across from uh, the Canadian border. They put this huge wind farm up in there. It all it was was a boondoggle. It was a money. It was a they were stealing subsidies from the government to do this, 
And they didn't even do the fucking wind studies to see if there was enough sustainable wind to make these windmills turn. It was a money-making operation for a handful of people. And now they're not even using these. And everybody talks about, uh, like, the tidal, tidal power, right? <clears throat> I mean, I'm a big animal person. Have you seen all the mammals, dolphins, whales, and shit washing up on shore where they have these huge tidal farms? I mean, I mean, none- it's going, Ron, it's going against natural law when we go back to it, right? What Ryan was but saying nobody before. Nobody talking about that, Matt. No, none, none of the Greta Thornburgs or the Al Gore's no. of the world are talking about that. They're not saying shit about that. No, because they're not going to get scripts. paid for it, right? I mean, they, they, there's no cash in that for them. They're getting paid by these big corporations who are going to profit off of this, which now, is the Ryan, insanity Ryan, of it all. The- where Ryan said, you know, simple magnets, we we can change, we can produce our own. But and now, it's not even talking about like antiquitech and pulling energy from the atmosphere, which absolutely does exist. Like we don't yeah. have to even get that that deep into it. There's very simple energy producing technologies that you can use at the point of use. Yeah, I was, was going to say, where's the talk about water powered engines? Water powered engines. I yeah. mean, that's a very real thing. Air powered yeah. engines could People be something get killed cool. over that shit. Air compressor. Yeah, every house should be able to. Every piece of property should be able to produce their own power. Let me let me tell you something. There's a huge gravel pit down the street from here. And this is the where I live is the gravel capital of New England. They the granite produce, state. Yeah, they produce their own power down there. Do you know that they have to pay the state of New Hampshire a huge tax every year because they generate their own power? That's the scheme of solar, right, Ron? Ryan said you can't use your own, the own uh, energy that you generate. It goes into a pool and you you, you cannot, so you can't, even if you have solar, you cannot disconnect it from the grid in the event that the grid goes down to be able to heat or power your home, which is insanity. You know, they got the solar programs here and a friend of mine bought into it. Am that's I wife, retarded. Oh, that's a really good deal. I'm like, no, don't even fucking go there. Because I was talking to them. So to me, if you put solar panels on your house, you should be able to run your house even when the power goes out, right? You should have your, because I asked them, what do you have for storage? In a, you know, meaning batteries or whatever. What's the setup look like? I want to check it out. Oh, no, there is no storage. The power, you use your power and what's left goes back into the grid. I said, okay, so what happens when the power goes out? Oh, power goes out. We have no power. <laughs> You're I fucked. Said, okay, so this makes zero fucking sense. What is your incentive to have it? Well, we don't pay a big light bill. Okay, what is the most your light bill's ever been? The highest it ever was, she said, was 300 bucks. I said, okay. So when the power fucking goes out, You can't use the solar that you're generating on your house that you're paying for to power up your own house. That makes no sense. Uh, How does that make any fucking sense whatsoever? No, but it's, but it's how it works, Davey. I I know. I know. Not only that, but if the power goes out, if they were to put in a standby generator, it has to have this major electrical setup to put in it because the house is wired for solar now. So they can't even run a generator when the fucking power goes out. I'll tell you what, I'll pay my light bill. Whatever it is, I'll fucking pay it. 
Well, in theory, just like everything else, it's a good idea to do the solar stuff, to have energy stored up somewhere, right? It's a good idea in theory. They're not storing it. They can't use it. They just get a rebate. So that's that's what I'm saying. In theory, it's a good idea. But it's just like communism. Communism is a great idea in theory, but it doesn't fucking work. Like, you know, name a place where this stuff works. All these things, you know, they're good ideas in theory. And and that, that, you know... It ends right there. There's no like the idea of like a a water powered engine. That's very practical. I, I, obviously, that that would be the thing. If there was all the smartest minds working towards that, yeah, that could yeah. that could be a very <laughs> a very real thing. So, yeah, it's it's all it's all just for fun, man. Personally, just small small solar panels are are good enough for certain things like out in the bush. We use small solar panels. You can buy them at. Uh, a Canadian Tire in Canada, probably at Walmart here in America too. Just a little camping solar panel. It, it's enough to charge your phone. It's enough to charge your iPad or you know your little GPS system. My my brother lives on grid with solar panels and he's fine. Yeah, for us, a cabin or something like that, you're gonna have a hard time running a fridge or you know. Well, but... no, he's he's on like a like a pretty upgraded trailer, you know, uh, off grid, and he's got like it's a pretty decent sized solar panel. And some t- some days he doesn't get enough power that he wants, but you know, it, it works for him. You know, I think every house should have its own little nuclear reactor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. I do. Remember, they were coming up with that plan years ago. They were going to go into Africa with these little mini nuclear reactors, like they yeah. could haul on a trailer and and light up a whole village, like with this little nuclear reactor. Hey, I'm all about nuclear too. I'm not fucking scared of it. Yeah, I, I think it makes I more sense than a lot of shit. I think I think that that's a the big boogeyman too. I mean, I mean, it's, oh, that that it's gets no us into other things, Ron, like mercury and lead paint and things like that that they've yeah. banned and they've turned into these these deadly things. When in reality, there was a purpose for them. Why why are there pools of mercury under the majority of pyramids in the world? Yeah. Oh. Is that is that a thing? I've never heard that. Oh yeah, under yeah, Giza, sure. under uh Teotihuacan in Mexico, there it's a giant mercury pool underneath. Really? Maybe not giant, but it's a mercury pool and they're power generators. Yeah, they're saying they were they it was part of the system. And you we I mean anybody that's done any research into mercury, you can see the power of that thing when you get it you get it moving. Lead's very healthy too. It, it absorbs a lot of negative shit. And it's like just EMFs. don't eat the lead. Don't eat yeah. it. Don't eat the paint. It's fine. Don't it's not it. that hard. Yeah. And the difference is too is that they started adding stuff to it, and that's how asbestos came around. I used to eat paint chips when I was a kid. That's why I'm so retarded. I mean, yeah, we all we all <laughs> ate a glue stick or two back in the day, but it's like you know, just don't don't go crazy. It's the wild. Was mine? I used to, I used to drink from the hose on the side of the house too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we, we all did it. that when we played when we played Hell our, yeah. our little football field that we had in the neighborhood was part of the trailer park that was in our neighborhood. <clears throat> there was this one house that was right one trailer that was right by where we played. And the guy would actually put the water hose out for us. Yep. Here you go, kids. If you get thirsty, have a drink. Ron, you know what's hilarious? These kids, I, I coach my son's little league team, and these kids all show up with these plastic water bottles and everything. And the field has, uh, you know, an old school spigot, 
where you pull up the handle and you can attach a hose to it to water down the field or whatever. And I, I was drinking out of it the other day and the parents like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's water. I'm like, you never drank out of the hose as a kid? Well, yeah, but not now. I'm like, well, granted, now the city water is, is it's not great, but it's not, I mean, it's got some more fluoride in it than it used to, I'm sure. But still, I'm like, we have got in our minds that this <laughs> it's all poison, you know, like that you have to get it from a corporation or a store. Otherwise, it's no good. Yeah. So check yeah. this out. When we drank out the water hose, we used to have to let it run for like five minutes. Oh, yeah. You got to get the brown <laughs> shit out. Because yeah. we wanted to, any slugs in there or a fucking snake. <laughs> when I, when time we turned the garden hose on a fucking snake came out of it <laughs> we to, you know a little teeny snake but a snake no less and we just let it run and when it got cold fucking right right down we oh just yeah down. yeah yeah i picture you matt i picture you like uh, out there coaching the kids and you're like just like wash you get naked and just wash your ass with the hose you're like you guys never do this shit yeah like adam sandler and chris farley in saturday night live just you put your you put your finger right on the fucking hose (laughs) and make it like spray further well you guys never cooled down in a stream what the fuck is this and you're just washing your balls and your ass with (laughs) (laughs) matt how much time do we got left uh, we got like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. All right. I think we should address Ryan's last episode while we let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. So, so, uh, so anyways, Ryan and I had a good conversation earlier this afternoon. I listened to the show this morning. I was doing work. I said, oh, I'll put Ryan's new show on. And I'm like, what the fuck? Getting on my case. Hey, if you think I said anything that offended you, man, I was so respectful towards you. Well, when oh. I texted when I texted you, it was like, okay, I think I think you misunderstood what I said in that post. So so this was a post that Andy from the Deep Shit, who's a friend of all of ours, great guy, like Andy, respect him a lot. I was surprised that he said that in the post. Okay. Basically saying if you have your content behind the paywall of patreon now we said patreon by name specifically yep yeah that you're part of the problem or you're a grifter or whatever so i came back and i commented that i haven't been able to and i actually probably should pull the post up so we can get it right for context right sure but but i had said i haven't been able to get over the hump of the whole Patreon thing, right? And let's see. Okay, so this is what Andy said. There you go, Ron. If your most valuable data goes to a closed channel on Patreon, you are the opposite of what you advertise. You are nothing but a grift or worse. I'm not saying don't have a Patreon, but charging for truth is how you become part of the machine you claim to fight. Now I'm surprised Andy said that I am, and, and I haven't had a time. Uh, I haven't had time to reach out to him and ask him, you know, basically what the fuck's going on. But but what I commented was, now keep in mind he said Patreon by name. I said I just really couldn't go the Patreon route. I'm not saying others shouldn't or that they're doing anything wrong, but for me it doesn't feel right. And Ryan, I think, took that as I was 
agreeing with Andy that if you put your shit behind the Patreon paywall, then you're a grifter. Hey, can we can we come to a conclusion though? Brian, you're a fucking this podcasting community is the biggest bunch of bitches out there. Oh yeah, so yeah. much yeah. cunty middle school infighting yeah. that oh he's doing this or he's doing that. He believes this. He doesn't believe everything I say. It's such middle school bullshit. Okay, so I only so I only have a explain, Patreon. Let so me that explain. People can tip me. Let me explain. I said I couldn't do go the Patreon route. And I want to explain why that is. Now, I have a Patreon. I have a Patreon account. I'm set up. I could go on Patreon if I want. I have a personal problem with Patreon, the company. And I tried to explain this to Ryan, and I think he kind of understood what I was saying. We were just texting. We probably should have called on the phone. The problem I have with Patreon is... You can spend, and and I know that this hasn't happened to any of you guys, but I do know that this has happened to some people. You can spend a lot of time, put a lot of money into it, get your content on there, start getting everything hooked up, and then all of a sudden, because we all know some of the subjects that we talk about can be kind of fringe as far as deemed misinformation or disinformation, right? We all went through that. We all basically started our shit at the beginning of COVID, right? Patreon can go into your account, cancel your account, or before they do that, they can go and say, listen, we don't like what you're talking about. Now, I'm just paraphrasing. We don't like what you're talking about. So if you want to keep your Patreon account, you better do this, this, and that. And you have to go on all the other platforms and remove that content as that's well. That's only through Vimeo, Ron. That's I've not never Patreon. had that happen. That's Vimeo. I've posted some very controversial stuff. I just posted a whole thing about uh I had Corey Hughes on my show, uh, along with uh it wasn't it wasn't even my show, it was Adam from Deborah Gets Red Pilled, and he was talking about how the Nazis were right. And I posted that on my Patreon, and there's zero problem there. It's Vimeo that does that, so that's misinformation, Ron. And that's that's some of the stuff where, you know, they say that this is Patreon doing this, man. It's Vimeo. Vimeo is the problem. Don't use Vimeo. Don't link a Vimeo. Don't you link a YouTube. Don't link any of your social medias. Patreon's been very, very kind to me. Um, and, and, and you know, I'm not making a, a billion dollars on there. I'm making enough to pay my mortgage and like a electricity bill, maybe. Right. But my problem and, and I made it very clear. And I don't know if you heard the whole episode, Ron. I never said one thing oh, negative about episode. you. Well, I never did. Did I say anything negative about you or did I say anything that hurt your feelings? Uh, no, because that would take a lot to hurt my feelings. But you did. Did say, I say anything negative about you then? But you did say that you got I was really pissed off at Ron. I was because he's encouraging. And I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't fucking encourage anybody anything. But so it's not only that. It's also when New York Patriot was posting his stupid shit. And this is me saying this. This isn't anyone <laughs> when New York Patriots posting his stupid shit about piggies trying to make money. And you thought that was funny it, when you when when uh, when it he was, posted that it as well was funny. OK, but it so was, let me finish real quick. Let me, let, let me just mean, get this idea out there real quick. It doesn't mean it, I fucking agree with him. So, so why get on there and comment, man, because you're just fanning the flame. 
in my opinion. I don't have a problem with Patreon because one thing that I really wish you would have said in that episode was that, oh, and by the way, Ron is on one of my top tier Patreon donators. Right. From the beginning. Okay. All right. So I just want to make this clear with listeners. Like, I don't give a fuck how you make money doing your show. Right. I don't. I don't care. Nobody should. Nobody should. I just don't feel like I want to put my shit on Patreon. Right. But I've seen. I, I, I. So the reason why I even brought you up in the first place and I made it so clear how much <clears throat> respect I have for you. And I said that everyone in this community should respect you. Right. And I don't care if if people think that, it, you know, this is me being petty or whatever it is. We I always have the other. back. I know. I always have the back of the content creators. I think every single one of us should make money. There's five people here on this. I think every single one of us should get paid for our time. That's what it is. And if if that's dramatic, if that's me being petty, if that's me being whatever, call me petty, call me dramatic, call me whatever you want. Because I think that that is very important that people that are putting their time into this make money. I think that's the most important thing because not, if you're, we should we should be getting paid for the energy and the fucking work that we we get, we put into this shit. Right, but we that's hands down no fucking chose, no arguments. Right, Davey, but we chose to do this. Yeah, we didn't select this as a job. Sure. So so, so look at it like that. Now, I'm not saying I, I I'm not saying I agree with. Andy's sentiment that he's putting across. I specifically said Patreon in my comment. Now, but also in New York Patriots post from back. And, and this is why, like, I should have addressed this a while ago when I was so fed up with New York Patriots stuff, right? I should have addressed this, but I just wanted to ignore it and I wanted to ignore it for so long. And I didn't want to address any of it because it's just like, man, these are just people that are just unhappy with their own content, right? But now I'm starting to see other people that I I enjoy talking to. I enjoy some I I enjoy I like Andy, right? I don't see anything wrong with what he does. But when when I see more and more people doing this, it becomes a problem because like I like I said in my show, why isn't Andy or New York Patriot talking shit about what the IRS does? Instead, they're focusing on what I'm doing, what Matt's doing, what you're doing, what what fucking low hanging fruit. Attacking it's fighting bullshit. It's it's, yeah, it's that bitchy middle school bullshit. It's it's us eating our own, right? And this yeah. is the problem with it. It's we can't a, be doing that. We should we be, be we're that. all fighting against the same fucking enemy, like you're saying, Rye. It's dude, it's, every every time Matt, every time a new podcaster comes into the game, I'm willing to fucking promote them, you know? And same with you guys. I fucking take clips of you guys. And I post them because I just think that shit needs to get out there. We shouldn't be, there should be no fucking infighting on this shit. Yeah. Well, we should be thing. helping each other out. Like you're saying, Davey. And instead people want to knock you down and, and you know, listen, that's a human condition, dude. I swear it's a human condition. But, but the point, is, the point is I wanted to make was my comment was about Patreon. It wasn't, right. it wasn't about, this now i don't agree with andy on this then i i, I don't understand ron honestly and i i you know we we probably should have talked on the phone ron um 
I don't understand why why you even leave a comment, man. That's just me personally. And obviously, dude, you're a, you're a grown ass man. You're free to do what you do, and I respect you so much, man. But I don't think that there's any reason to even comment and feed this stupid fucking idea that this that I honestly think that this dude's smart. But this is a fucking retarded thing that this dude said. Why even comment on this and make this va- why make this valid? This earlier, I told you this earlier. I don't understand where his mind is on this. But then why make it valid, Ron, by commenting? You're you're feeding the I algorithm. Was, here. I was talking about me Patreon, not liking Patreon. So so then maybe no, you should so- make another post because like this is the thing. It, it, it's not clear. You lose you lose nuance in in text and in comments. Oh, like this. for sure. My brother tells me that all the time. It, right. it, to me, no anyone that comments on this is just feeding this theory I agree. Of that no one should make I agree money. with that. However, I just have a problem with Patreon. If I wanted to have a Patreon, I could turn it on fucking 10 minutes from now. It's already sure. right. But I look at it a little bit differently. Now, everybody like look at how Greg Cowwood used to do it. Of course, he's doing it a little bit different now. Higher side chats. He used to give you an hour. And then if you wanted to hear the second hour, well, you had to pay for it, right? That's how I run my show, too. And he used to put it through uh, Patreon. He doesn't do that now. He's got a different setup. Does it through his own website, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Higher Side Plus or whatever. Tony Merkel with the confessionals does the same thing. Now, these people are doing now. Tony's doing it a little bit different because he wants to monetize everything, Right. He's got this Merkel media thing. He's got all these things going on that he wants you to pay for. And I get it. He has, he has really good content. So doesn't Greg Carwood, right? So they've been in this game a long time. So here's another, another thing aspect that I have. Why I don't like the concept. I, I don't like what I won't say the concept, but I don't like what Patreon does because a friend of mine that I used to follow on Instagram, they're gone now. They they gave up everything. I don't even know where the fuck they are now. Got that ultimating, ultimatum from Patreon on content that was over a year old. Now, I got a strike from Instagram on a post that I did nine months ago. So you don't know when they're going to come in. I still say that Patreon will be part of the whole censorship fucking industrial complex that's coming when this restrict act ever passes. Now you can bet your ass is going to be some form of that restrict act is going to pass. They call it the TikTok ban and said nothing to do with TikTok. They're pissed off because they can't control TikTok's content like they can Facebook. Instagram. Well, it's it's not even that. They want the source code, Ron. They want to know how to make money. Why is TikTok making so much more money than Instagram, Facebook, Twitter? That's right. what it boils down to. They don't give a shit about the content. It's about the money. They they already said, they said if TikTok would give them the source code, they would have no problem with TikTok. It's control. And that's all it boils down to. It's money. They want to make money off these things. They don't right. give a shit what we say. But if this restrict act passes in any shape or form close to what they're proposing, none of our shows will be legal to even be put on the air. No. True. 
right? That's the thing. If they if if any of our shows were actually <clears throat> damaging to the new world order, they'd already be off. Yeah. Right. That's so bad. that's what's funny is yeah, that your car would have ran into a tree or you know. Yeah, that's mean, the thing is that person, there's... all it takes is one person to report you though. All In what way? Just to report, just report your posts for disinformation, misinformation. I don't think so, man. Because we, we, I mean, I, I know I've got thousands of listeners. I, I, I would imagine, you know, Matt, Ron, you, you guys have thousands of listeners too, Davey. I don't know how many you have, man, but like we all have a bunch of listeners. It doesn't matter if one person is upset about it, right? I, I really don't think that it does because there's there. I, I have people that message me all the time talking about how upset they are with my content. And it doesn't fucking like nothing happens. So what what the problem is for me is when this comes from people within the podcasting world. And I don't even like using the world community and or the word community anymore because this is not a community. This no. is a bunch of fucking bitches fighting is what it is. And so it's it's very frustrating that that. And like I said, Ron, I made this very clear in that episode. And, you know, when when I first you know saw all this stuff. I was angry at everybody, man. I was like, dude, fuck this. This is so stupid. I got into this to have a good time and, and you know, make connections and, and just have fun, right? And it's gotten to this point where this, you know, percentage of my life is now dedicated to something that's not even fun anymore, right? And it's to this point where it's like, dude, w- why are we doing this? We're not going to overthrow the government like this, Right. We're not, I mean, dude, half these people out here don't even fucking own a gun, right? So it's like, what are we doing? Like, this is meant to be something where I think it's it's meant to be entertainment. And it's gotten it to the point where it's not even... contribute to our lives. No, no question about that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, man. And, and it's just like, I don't know. Like, dude, when we, when we used to, when we used to do this, like three years ago, when I started my show, um, you know, we, we actually had the plans to start this conspiracy podcast, like back in January of 2020. And then it just so happened that fucking March, the date that we launched our first episode was fucking the, 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 the time when the world shut down and everyone and their mother gets a fucking conspiracy podcast going. And they're talking about like uh CERN and like generic shit. And it was cool for a while. Right. It was like, oh man, all these people are like-minded. And then it gets to this point where it's like, man. Now, if you're if you agree on nine points out of ten, you're a fucking CIA asset. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. And it's like, dude, what is the point of doing this anymore? And I think that there's there's key people that are placed in this whole world, whether it's high level people, whether it's mid level people or whatever, that are meant to be in here to just fuck it all up. Right. Um, (coughs) Honestly, man, (coughs) this this is like me speaking for myself. (laughs) I, I would like to talk with New York Patriot and see what the fuck is going through his head, man. That's just me. This is only me, right? I do not on, understand how you can here. be. That I don't think he I'm would. Man. He's, he's got me I've blocked on fucking Instagram. He's got Dude, me blocked. Fucking, it's, it sounds I, like the hustle is just not being respected. You know? I, this I, is a very had, difficult uh, thing to monetize. Yes, I had an right. episode planned with him, and he got, he came on my show, and he said, I can't get my fucking headset to work. Well, he's I'm scared like, oh. to talk to people, man, because he 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 makes well, himself not, look like let, an ass. Now, what are we? What are you guys doing? 
turning I'm, into the bitch fight again. Let's not get into, you know, the, the, the bitches. If, if somebody's not here to defend themselves, I don't want to be talking about them, you know, like that. Let's, well, he's got me blocked true, on Instagram, true. Matt. So I'll say whatever I want, man. Like, honestly, because like, the, like, it's stupid that I can't even like interact with the dude because he's got me blocked on Instagram. Well, that's why I'm trying to get him on here. So it we sounds can like his problem. It sounds like his problem. It's a personal not, thing, man. Let him, too, yeah. yeah, it's it, we know him. He's picked fights with everybody. I get it. But yeah, I wanted to, I want to have him on here so we can have this debate about why the it's such a bad thing to take money. I'd like this to see him the, come on because I don't think he will, man. This but is yeah, the if centralized he, if show where everybody should be able to debate and like come together and fucking. That's the thing. That's why I started. I didn't person. start this so we could fucking take shots at people that can't defend yeah. themselves at the same time. But but in the in the same instance. There's two, we're eating our own. It's fucking stupid. Why can't Ryan do what he wants to do? Why can't Ron do what he wants to do? Why can't I do what I want to do? Why does it fucking matter to anyone else what I do, what information I put out there or not? Because if I, whether I put it out there or not, you're, you know, if I put it behind a paywall, you weren't going to hear it anyway. Because you're not going to go do the fucking research on your own. You're relying on me to do it. So why is it my fault? that I have good information. Listen, like you said, it's not going to take down the new world order. It's not going to change anything in the big scheme of things. It just interests. It's entertainment. That's I'm actually going to disagree with all of you saying that it, it can't change. Absolutely. It can change. I've been posting yeah, content I'm, for I'm, several I'm, years. Ryan. Yeah. Now there's people yeah. who have told me that I grew up listening to you, man. Okay. They're 20 years old. They've been listening to me since they were 14. They are telling me I, I grew up listening to you. There's people now who saw my post eight years ago and who are now doing big things. They're, they're actually speakers themselves. Yeah. You guys, we're all, we're all making waves. No, but no, no ifs, ands, or buts. We're making it. a we're difference. We're all making yeah. waves. There's so many yeah. new people who have come into the fold here and, and we're part of that. that. Don't discount that. What we do here. Yes. It's supposed to be fun at the same time. And yes, it's supposed to contribute to our lives. I'd like to throw this out here. So I, I do my living. I, I don't know if all you guys have full time jobs. This is my job, making content, speaking to the audience, Instagram, Instagram, I've never been allowed to sponsor an ad. I've never been able to pay for an ad for it to go out and be promoted out there. So it's been 100% organic the whole time. I've never been allowed to put, and I have multiple accounts, never been allowed to put anything on the shop feature. Spotify cut me off after $52. I was getting paid one penny per listen. Now I have 2 million listens. They owe me 20 grand. They're never going to get it. I'm not allowed to get, uh, I'm not allowed to, make any ad money at all on spotify uh multiple other platforms actually i'm just i'm cut off youtube you know uh, get oh, a little bit of ad show. revenue yeah it's like i get like 50 bucks a month or something like that so you have to monetize yourself patreon the reason i don't want to commit to patreon is because many other creators said they couldn't keep up with the extra demand they already do this thing and now they have to give more to the patrons uh davy i think you mentioned your patron is just a way to tip you same thing. I have a Patreon. I think I have one patron right now or two. I love them. Thank you so much. It helps me do this. But Matt, on it, it says <laughs> you, don't, you don't get anything else extra. I can't yeah. promise you anything else extra. I already do what I do. I'm not going to make content. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. But yeah. that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I mean, especially the people who do this full time. No. You need to get paid for it. We can't all sell t-shirts. That's lame. That's why I have even, no problem with Ryan hey, speak for yourself. Does. I love my Everything. t-shirts that I saw. <laughs> I have uh, I got my Me too, one. me too. But uh. I got my Illuminati shirt. I didn't wear it tonight because it's in the laundry. But yeah, fuck, I love that shirt, dude. Yeah, people dude. commented on that. It's so great. 
And yeah. it, it's it's nice to have that. But we be real here. None of us, we're not all living on t-shirts, right? I, I write books for a living. Well, not for a living. I write books too. It's also a supplementary thing. I make my money off actually selling nutritional supplements. Point is, you know, I've had to monetize it myself. And I'm, I'm just saying how difficult it is when you're controversial at all. We're in the alternative health business. You know, yes, people report us. Yes, people get furious. But it's the... It's the platforms themselves. YouTube doesn't promote us for freaking anything. You know, we get shadow banned. That's a real thing. You guys know that, obviously. It's a real thing. People contact you. Yo, I love your content, but I can never see it. You know, I have to mm -hmm. go and search it. All this stuff. It's an uphill battle on every single social media platform. I have no idea Patreon's censorship policies or whatever. But regardless, it's difficult for us to make money on here. And you, you, you just have to respect any way that we're able to do it, as long as we're not ripping off audience as long as they're I, actually getting something that's my money. thing that's I my thing just let it. people you know, do their shit i said like when i was getting into this right like if i'm going to and and i do put a donation link and i get donations from people through venmo i mean yeah. some, some months it's like your grifter ron some months it's a couple hundred whatever you know i just put it back into the show obviously I haven't even put a dent in what I've spent in equipment, let alone internet access, right? Well, none of us right. have. That, and that's the other part people don't understand, right? You have to pay for all these things to put the podcast out there. Why should I lose money on something that I'm putting out for your entertainment? If people yeah. are willing to pay, if people are willing to pay for something, why can't they pay for it? Yeah, if God bless them. Thank you. sucks and your content sucks, Nobody's going to pay for it. The market is going to tell you. And that's my biggest so issue. I, with so what I told myself was, right, and, and I plug Dangerous World all the time. Everybody knows I started out on Dangerous World. And, and, here. I, and everybody knows that. And, and I always I wouldn't about, be honestly, Ron, I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for Ryan. Yeah, And I talk about Ryan on the show literally all the time. Right. So. You know, and I'm one of the Dangerous World's patrons. I'd probably the highest level that Ryan has. Yeah, ten dollars. So, yeah. so, so if I had a problem with people making money on Patreon, like like I just fucking wouldn't pay Patreon, right? I that's mean, why I thought it was so weird, Ron. Yeah, like, okay. That's why I didn't get it. You misunderstood it, Ryan. So just let's fucking leave it there. <laughs> you, Yo, you man, it was twice though ron that, like that's the thing and i get it dude like like i said i made it so clear that i was not trying to disrespect you so i don't want to be disrespected i appreciate the ten dollars a month man but like you know just because somebody gives me ten dollars a month doesn't mean that i i think that they should be able to say negative things about the way that i or people like me run my show right that's, that's the way not, i feel but the point is that's not what i said Right, but, but but it was but twice. It was on New York Patriots thing. It was no, on. I, on laughed this. At, I laughed at his post because it was fucking funny. How we I did. do too. I do yeah. too, Ron. Yeah. Honestly, so, like I laugh at, at yeah. my Patriot. I know so, the so, beef but, that Ryan and him have, and I know the beef that Sam Tripoli had, and Sam Tripoli fucking got me on his show, and I'm like, okay, I don't care if anybody has beefs about anybody else, but like. I'm just fucking trying to do what I do. And that's what we should all be doing is try to do what we that's, all do. And and Ryan, Mr. Dean, that's where I'm I trying think, to get. I think Dean so, is trying to steal my sh my my style. Uh, he's trying to right, grow his right, beard right, out and evolve. Right. <laughs> so I told this, and I even told Buckley this. I said, listen, we're going to be doing this for a couple of years before we even attempt 
to try to make any money with it. Yeah, right? for sure. Because, and, and, because... and Ron, that's what I did too. Cause yeah. I, I said, when people started asking where could they donate, then I started up the Patreon because I was like, okay, people are willing to now pay for this. Uh, okay, let's do it. Let's see what it, what, what the market dictates. And that's what it is. And, and that's the way it should be. If people are willing, you are putting your energy. It's an energy exchange. That's right? what it all is all about. Right? Yeah. You're putting out. I mean, I put, I'm not going to lie. I put a lot of work into some of these fucking oh my God, yeah. episodes. Dude, on I other put show. A lot that's too. why I love this yeah, show. It's all have, about the passion that we do, the passion that we have in our hearts. Well, let me say this we since we out. start. Since we started off talking about like this, this, the, you know, uh, shit that I'm talking about posting episodes and stuff. I think the only way that you respond to a post, like something like what Andy just put out is what's your problem with people making money? That's the only response. Well, in that's my the problem. problem. But Ryan, Ryan, that's part of the problem though. By responding to it, you're helping the algorithm. I, I put, I, I didn't like it. I didn't put any comments in it. I just kept scrolling because I that's didn't what I did myself. Any attention. That's what I did myself. But then like once I got a couple of people that sent that to me, I told Andy as a smart ass, I said, hey, you, you should, should start, start a podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah, because I think, you know, no one listens to that show. And, and that's just me saying that maybe people listen to it. But, you know, if, if I think that that comes from jealousy and it comes from people, you know, uh, seeing other people sure. that are having some kind of success with their show. So I said, hey, you should start a podcast, knowing full well that he's got a podcast, but I don't think that he's happy with the amount of listens that he's getting. So he's got to throw shade at other people. I think you either ignore it or you say, hey, what's the problem with this? Yeah, Not I dude, I don't have nearly the listenership that you guys have, but am I fucking disheartened from that? No, I'm going to keep doing what I do. Like Matt, That's what you should do. Matt, I fucking told you before you got into the game. I'm like, do it, dude. You know, just get it out there. Yep. And you have way more listeners than I do. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you know, I don't care. That's I don't something care. I, don't, uh, I don't talk about when I go on other shows. Like, uh, and uh, because we have a pretty big listenership. Everybody's and, and, in the and I'm thankful, And I'm thankful for that. And we're trying to make the show better. I feel as though that if my show becomes better, then I will feel different about maybe not necessarily Patreon because there's a lot of a lot of people leaving Patreon. They're going to other venues. I started an OnlyFans today, literally yeah, for this show. Say, I swear to you. Christ, I started I'm gonna jerk off to that tonight. <laughs> well, there's no naked. It's just going to be the same shit that's on Patreon, oh, but it's going to be on, on OnlyFans. Because apparently so many people have problems with Patreon, so I started on OnlyFans. I mean, like... a lot of people, Why not? A lot of people don't understand that OnlyFans is known as where all the chicks go, but that's not what it started out as, right? More men make money on that platform yes. than women. Yes, so... so, so really? I figured, like, I haven't done ads yet, but I've been telling the listeners... You're probably going to start getting ads. And that's until we run into a situation like what Ryan Notice is going through where he's being banned from getting ad revenue, right? So, but I'm saying it would be nice to bring in. I mean, I don't ever have any illusions of living off of the wicked planet. I just don't. And I don't need to. I do. I do it because I enjoy, it's like my hobby. Like I'm fucking I have no hobbies. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like other than four wheeling, like I like to you talk. ride razors around, like, Ron. Don't lie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Besides four wheeling, like that's a big hobby for me. 
and you don't even want to know what that costs. But, oh. but what I'm saying is I might, you know, I've been wanting to do something, but I wanted to get two, possibly two and a half, maybe three years in to where I can build my listenership more to where I can start maybe doing more than one episode a week. And like Ryan notice said, if you have a Patreon, just like Dave Zed, like uh, uh, Generation Zed, right? Great guy. But he has certain things on his Patreon that only certain levels can see. And he's dedicated to that and he stays busy doing that. Right. And he has to with some of the info he puts out because he can't go out anywhere else. Right. Right. So, so, but what I'm saying, I'm not to that point with my show. Like, like I get, I'm disappointed with the show personally. I'm disappointed with my own show. I'm disappointed with my own show as well. And, and for reasons and for reasons I do not want to get into here, but I have plans for it to move forward. I'm I'm over two years in and we haven't even gone visual yet. Right? Yeah, yeah. So visuals are overrated. Something. It's a podcast. Podcasts are meant to be yeah. audio. Look at what like the no uh, agenda people say. No, it's I meant get, to I be audio. I, I listen, I listen to my fucking podcasts, uh audio only, and that's how I want to run mine. So it's a TV show if you're fucking showing. Okay, yeah. so so getting back to numbers, like I don't like when I go on or have a guest on or whatever, like I had a guest on, I won't say who, and I said, I'm going to say, he goes, well, do you mind if I have that file and I can put it out on my feet? I'm like, no, I'll, e- I'll email it to you, right? No problem. You're a part of the show. I'll send it to you, right? And I said, and I said, well, I don't know how many listeners you have, but you know, maybe maybe you can get this out there and I'll promote it on my end that you were on the show and maybe you'll get some more listeners. He goes, yeah, I've got, you know, I do probably like like a, like 50 to 75 people or 100 people a week listen to my show. I'm like, that's cool. Hopefully this helps you out. I didn't want to say, yeah, I get, if I put an episode out, I've got 50 listens in the first 20 minutes or, or less, right? You know what I mean? So, so that's why I don't like to I don't like to talk numbers, you know, and uh, and I know there's a podcast that we've been recently talking about that uh, back in January he sent me uh, a text saying, "Oh, dude, you were the, the when you were on my show, you were the highest listened to show for the whole year when you were on my show." You know what I mean? So, so so it's all good, and, and I think Ryan and I talked earlier, and I said there's a lot of splintering in this community, and and I think it's because. When COVID was hot and heavy, we all had very similar things to talk about. We all had our own approach to it. We all had our own things that we could beat up on, right? And then we and then we had to figure out how we were going to do that without getting banned, right? So, so we're all able to do that. Although, I still get COVID nineteen banners on my shows on occasion, right? Same. Thanks, Ron. You just got us one for this yeah. one. So, Lag. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck you, AI. What I'm saying is, now that COVID is basically gone. Now it's time to start diving into like the shit, Matt, and like in Ryan, like you guys, I know Ryan gets these really weird ideas and they're really cool and they're enjoyable shows. Matt, I love what you do with your stuff. Fucking weird, Ryan. You know, and all you guys like this, Ryan notice, I got to start checking out his health stuff, but I think it's time now to be, uh, and I don't have any beefs with any other podcasters. Like, like if there's an issue between me and another podcast, well, I just won't talk to him. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's fine. We don't have to interact, you know? And and I mean, even like podcasters that I've been on with on multiple occasions, right? 
So, so it's like now what we need to do is start concentrating on maybe getting back to the basics and, and trying to make podcasting fun again. I, I mean, it hasn't, it's not, it's not a competition. That's the fucking thing. And I think that's the think fucking thing, Matt. competition yeah. and they're disappointed that they're not keeping up with the Joneses. <clears throat> so they're going to lash out at other people. And there it's that whole, I had ideas of grandeur that my podcast was going to take off and I was going to quit my job and be able to do this full time. And they realize, Oh shit, nobody listens to my show in the numbers that I need to do that. So I'm just going to get pissed at anybody that, has the ability to do that or is trying to do that because no, I can't I, do it myself. And that's what yeah. pisses me off about these guys doing it. Hey, do whatever you want. Why the fuck do you have to attack our own? We're all in the same boat. Here. Exactly, dude. Hey, so, like, so we talked uh, about this earlier. Fuck. We talked about this earlier. What we need to do is get back to where we would do shows where we would all hop on a show, just like we do here, just like we do on the tavern. You know, I know Ghost is doing that a little bit different now, but he still sends me invites, and if I can make it, I can make it. That's a good time. Yep. I, and then it gives you a chance to meet other podcasters and then broaden your circle. But it, it always seems like there's going to be one or two that just, for whatever reason, like to start shit. They think, because they think because that gets them traffic shit. to their shit. That yep. gets them traffic to their shows. Yep. When that whole thing happened, with like you know tinfoil hat and all that stuff new york patriot was kind of like on my side with this whole thing and it got both of us a good amount of engagement because a lot of people felt a certain way about tinfoil hat but, but they didn't have the balls to say communicated ryan you What's got that? kicked out of the group i know it was so bad you know dealing with these yeah. fucking frauds but you know it, you know the, when when, they, when they're you know a lot of people felt a certain way and then once it happened it was cool. And like, you know, New York Patriot and I bonded over that. But then he continued bashing this whole idea of, you know, he he took what Tinfoil Hat was, which is a, a successful conspiracy podcast that monetizes their content. And then he said, anyone that does that same thing is bad. That's anyone that does that is trying to do the same thing Tinfoil Hat's doing. I don't even have anything against Sam Tripley. My problems are directed towards a specific person. That is part of that team, right? That's what it is. I, I I respect what Tripoli does, him only, not his team, no one else, but what he does. That's the whole thing, man. I can I can separate these different people. Um, I would I would actually really it. like I would like the chance to to you know fucking get this whole thing with New York Patriot out of the way. I think it's really stupid. We used to have some fun, fun chats together as a group. All Why kinds of just different... reach out to him because he blocked me on Instagram. Yeah. So that's the thing. And I didn't even say anything negative towards him. It was all him. It was him saying negative toward negative shit towards he, people he that want to monetize their shit. He needs to pull the pickle out of his asshole. I don't know what it is, man. And like I said, I, I, I'm not going to, I don't want to talk too much shit because I, I did love talk him. shit in the past. And I'm like, dude, it's so stupid because this is meant to be fun. Like, that's what it is. It, it's supposed uh, to be what, fun. What, what we need to do is stop the splintering is what we need to do. Yeah. Me, I try to get along with everybody. You know Make it I mean? a new meme. Make it yeah. a new meme. Stop splintering. Yeah. Yeah. So Pull the pickle so, out. Pull right. the pickle out. All you right, know, gentlemen. We've all, we've all I, worked together for a, for a couple years now. So I, I 
don't see any reason why we can't continue to do that. I fucking love all you guys. I don't know why, like, everything is so fucking shit. I got into this not to have beef. I got in, I had enough beef with my ex-wife that I found fucking people that I could talk to and have a good time with and all that shit. And now, like, some people, like, like Ryan said, there's times when it seemed like it wasn't fun. I mean, I have a blast doing this fucking show. I love doing my show because I just, I avoid the noise. I don't give a fuck what anybody else is doing. I don't even listen to nearly the number of podcasts I used to just because of this like there's we all we all we all have our babies yeah and our creation territorial it's like get over yourself okay listen nobody is better than anybody else here i don't give a shit if you have ten thousand listeners a show or you have 50 listeners a show we're all just a bunch of assholes going on a mic trying to help people out or talk about what we think is cool that's it like I said, there's hundreds of dollars that's getting passed around here, and these people act like it's a fucking mafia. Yeah, I literally had people. Yeah, telling yeah. Me, <laughs> I literally had people telling me not to disrespect <laughs> the people. Like, don't bite the hand that feeds you, right? And I'm like, no one's fucking fed me. No one's fed me. I feed myself. So go fuck yourself. And yeah, and it's just, wild, man. Hate mail that I get. I get hate mail all the time. <laughs> yeah, and it's stupid. The last thing I'll mention too is um uh you know, people people that are hating on people with blue check marks like rant cast. Man, it's another thing, dude. I, I I really like that guy too. Like it's not it's not a problem if somebody wants to fucking pay their five dollars a month Who or cares? whatever. Then it's fucking mark. petty bitching. We gotta stop this shit. Let dude. people do what they fucking- want. Why does it matter what somebody else does? Brad from White Rabbit got his fucking check mark. Who cares? I know, but that's a problem for people. So that's what I'm saying. I love Uh, everybody. uh, The blue check mark actually opens you up to more creation tools. Yeah. Yeah. More creation tools and also things about it. I I agree in the sense that uh, paying for that, that is just a verification process. Although some people use that blue check mark as you got to listen to me because I'm bona fide. But that right. that whole uh, idea of what a blue check mark represents is changed quickly, like overnight almost. It really has changed. And that's what a lot of people aren't realizing. So, uh, again, man, I'm always going to be on the side of the creators, the content creators, the people that have my back. My Patreon supporters, I know it's so bad to have a Patreon, not not you, Ron, but like, you know, people that th- out there that think that it's bad to have monetize, monetized content, right? If you don't like Patreon, guess what? Guess who's got a new OnlyFans? Dangerous World <laughs> Podcast does, okay? Oh, yeah. So if you don't like Patreon, sign up, for the, sign up for the Dangerous World OnlyFans. It should be live within 48 hours, okay? Um, you know, I think that everyone should get fucking paid for their work. That's some, yeah, some yeah. shitty conditioning that we have in the society is that people are supposed to hate their jobs. And anyone Rosie. that wants, I said this in my episode, anyone that wants me to hate my job can choke to death on a dick. You can <laughs> suffocate yourself with a dick if you want me to hate my job. Okay. Yeah. Fuck you. Go fucking run into a knife. I want to like what I do on a day to day basis. Okay. So, um, and no I want that for everybody else out there. There we go. We got to start make podcasting fun again shirts. Rosie, Rosie, Pepper, Pepper, uh, Nico's wife told me that I should start an OnlyFans for 
drunken fucking beer bellied Vikings. And I'm like, fuck Ooh. yeah, dude, I'm down. <laughs> why not, dude? If you can make a buck, why the fuck not? Who cares? Exactly. What am I? Who am I to say? Oh, Davey, you're a fucking sellout. Oh, what an asshole that guy is. He's making money. Well, guess right. what? We money. We need money to live. I, I hate to. I hate the that. That's the fact. But it sucks. But it, it is, is what it's it the is, truth, man. All right. With Matt, that said, let's go around the horn. Let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, let's start with you, Mister Davey Wavy. It's easy. Red Pill Cartel Podcast on Instagram. Click my leg tree. Uh, pick your platform that you want to listen to me on. It's easy. Hey, thank you, brother. I always appreciate you, and you got to come back sooner than later again. It's been way too I, long. Man. I shall. Excellent. Ron, let the people know about the Wicked Planet. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Ron from New England, and beware because I don't have a blue check mark. <laughs> hey, there's a black Ron from New England. There's another. Oh, yeah. I saw no, that. No, everybody thought that. No, he was passing himself off as Tiana, the truth seeker. Who's oh. A, who's a chick. Okay. That was Don from New Finland, is what <laughs> it was. So, don't go and look for me at Ron from New England. Oh, because there's a guy out there that's Ron from New England. Oh. Ooh. That's not me. But anyways, Ron from New England and the Wicked Planet podcast on Instagram. Ron from NE on Twitter. And Ron, you look sexy for your fucking age, bro. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Especially with that fire behind you. I Hell feel, yeah. I feel about 90 right now with this freaking weather. That, <laughs> when I, I got something when I was at the Cape. I got some, I don't know, Asiatic clap flu when I was down there. Oh, you <laughs> caught the gang. I don't know, man. I just going on the. Were Cape. you in Provincetown? No, we didn't go to Provincetown. We went to Martha's Vineyard, though. Okay. But I woke up uh, with a really ripping sore throat, and I had a head like a bowling ball until like a day ago. Oh. Get some vitamin D three mm -hmm. and B twelve in you. Yeah, I did some porch rockers and some tequila. I'm feeling much better. <laughs> well, that's better. <laughs> that's way better. Yeah. Hey, Ron. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Ryan, where can we find your stuff, Mr. Notice? Oh, I thought we were going in order. Oh, you're on my Ryan. order, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. I have a lot of channels uh, across Instagram, YouTube, podcast, of course. I even have a couple of secret websites. You can find all of it on my main website, noticebooks.org. That's notusbooks.org. And yeah, despite what you guys are talking about, I'm having a lot of fun with my podcast. I think I'm going to be on the Red Pill Cartel on Saturday. And yes, I, you are, I, sir. I asked Davey, I said, hey, remind me. He said, put it in your calendar, bud. <laughs> <laughs> put it in your so, calendar. That's what I do. <laughs> so, I need to remind you. <laughs> so I did that. I think that's going to be fun. Yeah, notusbooks.org. You can find everything I do. You can find the books that I've written. You can find the free versions of my books the podcast and the uh, YouTube versions of those as well. And yeah, all the channels are there, not usbooks.org. Dude, I, I appreciate you coming back, my man. Anytime. Like I said, the invite's always there. I, I, I love what you're bringing to the table. I love your, your social media. Like Ron, I got to get into your podcast. Um, so thank you, my friends. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys too. Definitely. Okay, Dean, it's your turn. 
It's my turn, huh? Yeah, uh, just the same old stuff, man. Just uh, excited for another fun one. I feel like this one ended pretty productively, and I like that. I I hope that, uh, man, I hope this is the last time we got to do this. It's happened like it seems to happen uh, every two years or so. But it is the debaters, though. That's the thing, right? That's why right, I but yeah, man. just something something on a you know on, on a more grand level, I think. Uh this should be the last time. And like I said, Ron, uh if you think that I disrespected you in the episode, man, let me know. Cause I I I, I know for a fact I did not. So I um, enjoyed the episode very much, Ryan. Well, it was it was a pretty goddamn good episode, just as most of my you know, work is. You know, I think the world of you, and I always have, so there's no reason for us to be upset at each other. I'm just like, oh, man, I got to text Ryan and fucking straighten him out. Hey, you know, like I said, if there's anything I said that was out of line, just let me know. I don't think that there was, though. But um, I appreciate everyone on this, you know, everyone that uh, just tries to put out good content and just has fun. I think that's what it's about. It, it should is. be about that. Hey, it should be. Uh, it should we, be just we got to get together on that famous kin episode we're going to do on which one? The famous that website where we do looking up random people and see who they're related to. I think we should do that this month. If we have, I mean, okay. we got what, if you're down, I mean, I'm down, dude, I'm free, yeah. but yeah, that would I'll be let you blast. know what days I got. We'll get, we'll get something scheduled. Yeah. Let's I, don't know do anybody, I don't know about anybody else, but I got to piss really bad. All right. We'll go piss. We'll go piss. <laughs> On that note, you can find all my stuff at patreoncom slash the great deception podcast. Or Instagram, The Great Deception Podcast. Just go look The Great Deception Podcast. You can find me out there. Make sure you got the V in the front because there is a great deception out there. But thank you, guys. As always, this is a blast. Stay strong and question everything. Make us a man. Creators are leaders. Be careful what kind of leaders you're producing here. I don't know. If Charlie's silence here today is right or wrong, I'm not a judge or jury, but I can tell you this. He won't sell anybody out to buy his future. And that, my friends, is called integrity. That's called courage. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of. Now I have come to the crossroads in my life. I always knew what the right path was. Without exception, I knew, but I never took it. You know why? It was too damn hard. Now here's Charlie. He's come to the crossroads. He has chosen a path. It's the right path. It's a path made of principle that leads to character. Let him continue on his journey. You hold this boy's future in your hands, committee. It's a valuable future. Believe me. Don't destroy it. Protect it. Embrace it. It's going to make you proud one day, I promise you.